0: Welcome to the Hideaway Fantasy League Live. This is the only podcast around a bar fantasy league that I'm aware of. Thank you for joining us live or tuning in on the webcam or downloading us later on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, as I said, we're coming to you live from the Hideaway Den and Arcade every 1230 during the football season on Sundays here at the Hideaway Den and Arcade. Uh, we also have some other fantastic sponsors, including Paces Wine and Cheese of Mandeville and Top Hat Tuxedos of Mandeville. Huge shout out to our sponsors. Uh, they've given us some amazing prizes for our Fantasy Football League, and we'll be talking a little bit more about them later. Uh, but first and foremost, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Uh, as you are aware, if you've tuned in before, I am the commissioner slash co host of the Hideaway Fantasy League, and usually with me is my co-host Joel, and he is absent today. Um, he is absent, at least physically speaking, he is here in spirit, as you can see, I've brought a nice little picture of him, we'll move him around so you can get him on the web stream there. Uh, so we miss you Joel, he is uh, working another job, so shout out to him, go get that money friend, uh, we don't need you for fantasy, you're probably going to make more money, um working a real job than you will in fantasy because <laughs> you're not that great actually you're pretty good anyway uh so we do the show here at 12:30, and um it's week 11 in the football season as, as well as the fantasy football season um and games are already going on so as usual we spend a good amount of time talking about last week so let's uh let's address week 10 shall we all right we shall I love having no banter or wall to bounce off of here. <laughs> uh, so last week, um, for me, it was pretty good. Joel had a bad week. And across the board, I don't think much changed. It seems like everyone still kind of stayed in their same place. No one really dropped or rose anywhere in the rankings to really affect playoffs that much. So we just kind of held true to form last week. Um, as far as my personal game goes, and we'll go over that, I beat... Publix, me, the Lambs of Goodell, beat Publix Grocery Loss Prevention. That is Cody. Big shout out to Cody, who actually named Lambs of Goodell. Um, we won 122 to 67, so it was a pretty uh, dominant beating. Uh, I genuinely don't think, he, yeah, he had several players that either didn't play or were on bye week. I think I just caught Cody off guard. So I, I was a gimme win, but nonetheless, I had a good score, so I'm optimistic moving forward, at least compared to the rest of the league. I think, uh, yeah, I had the second highest winning score of the week, uh, other than Carolina Manthers, who scored a monster 182. Um, so as we do every week, NFL.com generates a article, a auto-generated article, to capture the essence of my fantasy are fantasy games from the week before so i'm just going to read the automated ones for me uh normally we have joel here he usually does his i'll read his too we'll talk about his uh game in a minute but uh you know he's not here so let's talk about me so as i said this is the nfl generated article it says lambs of goodell pulverizes public's grocery loss prevention fans flames of failure Fans, flames of failure, man. They got some alliteration going on in that article. Anyway, here is the body of the article. Lambs of Goodell puts up the second highest point total in the league this week, as I just noticed. Leveling public grocery loss prevention, 122 to 67. Lambs of Goodell took a 77-point lead on Sunday afternoon and never looked back. Public grocery loss prevention has now dropped three straight... Has now dropped three straight... I don't know why I stumbled there. Anyway, uh, George Kittle, acquired via trade in week four, made a big impact, posting 16 points, adding insult to injury. Public Grocery Loss Prevention had four starters put up zeros. So we had four. Well, let's see who that was. We'll look at that in a minute. Uh, public's Grocery Loss. God, that is so hard to say. I'm just going to say Cody from here on. Cody drops to 10th place, and Lambs of Goodell remains in second place. Cordero Patterson ultimately deserves more touches for Lambs of Goodell as he put up a whopping 39 total yards on just five touches. Since Lamb was the top point getter, since Lamb, haha, <laughs> see now it's getting kind of confusing verbiage here, uh, because CD Lamb was also on my team and my team is named CD Lamb. So since CD Lamb was the top point getter for Lambs of Goodell, it means the different player It means that a different player has led the team in each of the last four weeks. With a 34.5 points, Tua Tagovailoa paced the squad in week seven, while Josh Allen was tops in week eight, and George Kittle last week. Next week, Lambs of Goodell goes up against Gunn. That's this week. Public Grocery Loss Prevention Cody will square off against last place, the Fozzie Bears. Uh, Yeah, so I I had a a pretty deafening win. I did not realize that uh, he had four players out, so... I mean, a win's a win. I'll, I'll take it, uh, but it definitely wasn't how you want to win. So let's 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 go over our team here. Uh, Josh Allen did good, twenty four points. Cordero Patterson only put up four point nine, and that's um interesting because he's been a top five running back all season long. Um, I, maybe maybe six, maybe we'll go ahead and say top ten. But he's been a top ten running back all season long, and last week in week ten he started to falter. And I think it's because he got a little injury bug there because this week he did not play. And I want to go ahead and address another elephant in the room. If you are a member of our league, I obviously, manager of the Bar League, did not take Cordero Patterson out as he was inactive this Thursday. So I unfortunately left an inactive player play. I would like to apologize to everyone who cares that's on me. Uh, but Cordero did not play. It was a last-minute decision. I left him in. Um, hopefully, and we'll talk about that, affects the ramifications of that um this week here in just a moment. Uh, but just looking over at uh, the rest of the team here, Leonard Fournette for me, 17 points, did great. DJ Moore, 6 points, not so great. A.J. Brown, 3 points, not so great. George Kittle, again, that trade that we made with Chris in week 4, it is finally paying off for me as far as a tight end. He got Kelsey out of the deal, so he's been making, you know, I think better points week to week, but as far as um, moving forward, I think Kittle's going to be a great piece on the team, so shout out to Chris for making that trade with, with me. Um, as noted in the article, CD Lamb, 28 points, fantastic day for CD Lamb. Tyler Bass, kickered, put up nine, and the Buffalo Bills put up 12 for me, so all in all, great game. Um, uh, You know, it wasn't outstanding, but it was enough to be the second highest uh scoring team in the league last week. Mm. So looking over at poor Cody, who I beat senseless, almost doubled his score. Uh He had Jalen Hurts, who put up 22 points. Alvin Kamara, who he left in, who has been out last week and this week. He left him in, I guess just overlooked it. Uh, So that was zero points. Philip Lindsay was on by last week. He left him in. That's another zero points. DeAndre Hopkins also been bitten by the injury bug. He was out last week. Cody left him in. Justin Jefferson put up 22.9 points. Cole Kimmett put up zero points. He was on bye. Deontay Johnson put up 13 in his flex there. Young Hui or Young Hoku put up three points. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only put up six against Washington I figured the Tampa Bay would probably do better than that but they did not um yeah man i I feel like Cody if you'd have just played some people you you might have had a chance there at um uh, winning that or at least you know competing but I'll take the win so thank you Cody all right so Lambs of Goodell the team that I manage as commissioner and um vicariously letting the bar manage and join along if they show up uh they can help me you know run this team and so far we're doing pretty good it looks like we're gonna make the playoffs Uh, our record currently is eight and two um so you know it's looking pretty good i think we're the highest second we are most certainly the second place team i think we are also the second highest scoring team in the league uh we'll check that just in a moment but yeah, so I had a great week. Cody did not have a great week. Um, let's talk about Joel a little bit, even though he's not here. Sorry, Joel. Um, let's look at how you did, man. Ooh. You had a lousy game. Actually, your opponent had a lousy game, and you had an even worse game. <laughs> Joel here, the Chubba Lubba Ding Dongs, lost 81 points to Betaco Ballers 99 points. That's... um. That's a low-scoring game. That's a low-scoring endeavor. Uh, let's dive into it a little bit, see what's going on. Uh, let's uh, Joel normally reads his articles. I'm gonna go ahead and read it for him. Sometimes uh, he didn't read it last week, I think he's a little bit of ashamed of it. Um and he should be ashamed of this week's too. But uh he's not here to defend himself, so I'm gonna read it for him. Again, this is the NFL-generated article. Betico Ballers comes back on Chubba Lubba Ding Dongs, drops them into sixth place. Ooh, Joel is on the fringes of being not even playoff contingent. Down five points on Sunday night, Betico Ballers came back to take down Chubba Lubba Ding Dong, 98-81. Betico Ballers got 26 points from Christian McCaffrey. Betico Ballers got 26 points from Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Even though these teams are tied for seventh place with matching five and five records, Chubba Lubba has a solid lead in points, 1,246 to 1,163. While each team fell short of their projections by quite a bit, Betico got the win with just 79% of their projected 124 points. On top of the loss, Chubba Lubba had a starter score zero points, Russell Gage. Gaskin had plenty of opportunities for trouble up a ding dong but could only manage 45 total yards. Juh-juh-juh. While Darren Waller led Betico Ballers in week 9 with 16 points, McCaffrey paved the way with this week. I'm sorry. McCaffrey paved the way this week with 26 points. Next week, Bidico will meet first place Magsty, and Chubble Lubba Ding Dong will take on the Carolina Manthers, who averaged a strong 141 this season. Yeah, Carolina Manthers has been a sneaky team. They've been lingering in the uh, shadows right behind me in second place and our first place team, Team Magsty. Um, but before we visit them, let's uh, strip down Joel a little more, um, shame him if need be. Uh, so let's look. Yeah, it said Russell Gage. And we've talked about this before with Russell Gage on the show. It's a a real shame that he's kind of fallen to where he is. Um, No disrespect to Calvin Ridley. um, I hope he gets well soon or whatever he's dealing with. I don't want to touch that subject too much. Um, But when Julio Jones stepped out of the picture in Atlanta, it was assumed that Calvin Ridley, who was already a borderline top 10 wide receiver, if not solid top 10 wide receiver, would only ascend, and then whoever was behind him, that being Russell Gage, would kind of fall into that Calvin Ridley opportunity. Because Matt Ryan's not a terrible quarterback. I think he gets a lot more hate locally than he deserves, and as he should. But, um yeah, I think it was a, a shame because there was a lot of hype around Russell Gage to kind of fall into that Calvin Ridley slot when Calvin Ridley moved in the Julio slot. Um, and it's unfortunate Joel got bit by that because I like Russell Gage. I, I mean, I wouldn't touch him now this season. I've learned my lesson already, but, um, it, it's a shame that, uh, he got bit by that. That could have made a difference. He only lost by eight, Joel only lost by 18 points. A good receiving game could have done that. Uh, I'm sorry, Joel, but you also had Miles Gaskin who did very meddling. Miami is just seems to be hit or miss. You had Kyle Pitts, your tight end, doing Kyle Pitts thing. Jalen Waddle, again, Miami might be the only bright spot on that team. Um, your Cowboys is a defense. You you finally picked a good defense. Congratulations, Joel, on picking a really good defense this week. I know he's been kind of streaming them. He went with the Cowboys against Atlanta and they put up twenty-one points. So good call there. Unfortunately, for Russell Gage, that, you know, kind of came out of his points. Austin Eckler did 14. Nah, that's about his floor. And Russell Wilson only put up five. That one Outside of the zero, probably stung the most. You really want your quarterback putting up more than five points. Um, Betico Ballers didn't do too much better all around. Um, they kind of had a meddling game. Christian McCaffrey seems to be the only bright spot on that team. Um, Mike Evans put up points finally, but we all know he's been spotty this season. Um, Corey Davis, again, who, who – who, Corey Davis, like, come on. He, he's sitting in your flex for a reason. Um, but 12 points – 12 points for a flex is not bad. So Corey Davis did his job as a flex receiver, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on him. Mm. So yeah, that is uh, week number 10 for your commissioner and commissioners and co-hosts, even though one of them is not here. Um, I would like to go ahead and take a moment to, oh, well, normally we do winners and losers right we have uh, our, our winners of the week and our losers of the week and I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna I'm gonna give a dual loser here this week we have two losers we don't really have a winner no one really stood out Carolina Manthers had the highest point total with 182 but I think he's been okay we'll go ahead and say he's the winner Carolina Manthers is the winner for this past week he did fantastic but I think the more outstanding points i'd like to make this week is that we had two big time losers so team drollo lost last week with only 62 points on the board now drollo's in a bit of a situation because they're currently in fourth place in their division and wins could squeak them in now he's right below joel daryl is right below joel so a win could have put, could have tied them up. A win could have tied them up and actually made Daryl a playoff team. But unfortunately, that's just not how it played out. And Daryl, Team Drollo, shat the bed against McGillicuddy Hammislamis. So I, I, I guess I'm sorry to Daryl. I don't know what the issue is here. We're going to talk to him maybe here in a second to find out what the issue is. But he is the first loser. The second loser is, mm, and I hate to do this, Team Magsty, our bartender. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stefan, but you're our loser this week. Yeah. Team Magsty has been undefeated all season long. They were actually, my last week, I think I loosely implied that I would bet on them to go undefeated all regular season. And then sure enough, as tends to be the, a theme on this show within hours we are made fools <laughs> and sure enough team magsy lost to team gun who has been on a resurgence as of late i think team gun may very well take over his division um it looks like he'll probably be going to the yeah he's top of his division so team guns no one to uh bat uh, your eyes at he is still a threat number one is in his division and just took out the number one team in our division so i'm sorry team magsy i know that was heartbreaking and the only re- yeah and the only reason i'm declaring you a loser this week is that you know to kick a, a dead horse you know keep being a dead horse yeah yeah so um our condolences to Team magsy and congratulations to team gun um that was qu- quite a shake up as far as uh, bar activity bar league activity goes so uh very interesting um daryl on the other hand had had a pretty rough time uh, i'll try and get his attention right now he's talking right now but we'll, we'll grab him here in a second uh so yeah that was uh, week number 10 more or less we're all caught up as i said if you've been following along no one really changed positions in the league Magsy still in first, I'm still in second, despite even despite even a loss, they're still in first, they're that far ahead. Uh, Chubba-lubba-ding-dong, that's Joel, he is currently in third in our division, holding it tight, he is only ahead by one game behind Dro- or ahead of Drolo, so he is at risk, he could lose it here in the last few weeks, but it seems like me and Magsy are tied into the playoffs pretty well at this point, win or lose. Uh, and then going into the other division, the Saints division, we have Team Gunn, leading it, followed by Loki's Delta variant. Both of them have a 6-4 to four record. And right on their tails are the Carolina Manthers and the Beatico Ballers. So going in here into the last few weeks, it's still anyone's game. Um, we could have some surprises. I will go ahead and say that I think the Fozzie Bears are out, and we talked about this last time. The Fozzie Bears are out. The Boner Thumbs are out. Cody, who clearly rolled over last week, is out. McGillicuddy, Hammislamis, Seth, it might be out for him too. We'll see. I, I don't know. We have a few games left, and it's still pretty tight in some of these divisions. I'm happy to say, though, I will be going to the playoffs along with the Magsy.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. So that, that's um week 10. Oh, the Saints just uh, scored a touchdown, yeah? Ooh, Adam Troutman finally putting up points in any regard. Uh, Yeah, as I said... We are doing this show during the game, so we're kind of playing along. Uh, It's week 11, but it's more of a week 10 recap and live commentary on week 11. Uh, But anyway, so we're not going to stay on too much longer. Without Joel, we're just going to keep the show fairly tight. But one big thing I wanted to bring up in the Fantasy League this week is that the trade deadline is this Thursday, I believe. That is Thanksgiving Day and I think I might need to make a trade because um, our running back situation for the the team managed or the me managed bar league, bar team, we're pretty thin at running back. Leonard Fournette seems to be the most cornerstone piece. Cordell Patterson has been holding it down. But Antonio Gibson, who I drafted pretty high, has been not doing too well. I've tried to patchwork a couple of RBs here and there. Jordan Howard, Boston Scott out of Philadelphia. Um, It looks like Miles Sanders is back for Philadelphia, though, so I can drop both of them comfortably. And then I have a few pieces on the bench. Um, I'm worried. I'm proud of my team, but I'm worried. So with the trade deadline coming up, and I'm just going to kind of talk my way through this. I think it would behoove me to try and unload some of these bench pieces to prepare for a playoff team. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, take advantage of the people that are already probably out. That would be the Boner Thumbs, the Fozzie Bears, McGillicuddy Lamas, and Publix Grocery Loss Prevention. And we're going to assess what they have versus what my team needs. Now, if you've been following along, earlier in the season we made a pretty blockbuster trade that um, allowed us to have pretty good depth at wide receiver, I would say. We, we basically got the alphabet soup boys of a wide receiver core out of it. We got DJ Moore uh, and AJ Brown and George Kittle in return for Kelsey and Brandon Cook. So basically, Kelsey for DJ Moore, A.J. Brown, and George Kittle. Um, that trade worked out really well for us. And it also basically eliminated any worries on my part for what we need as a wide receiver. However, uh, the running back game is a little weak. I'm, I'm Quarterback, I'm okay with Josh Allen. And I think I can confidently stream um, defense and kicker as needed. But we have the Bills. So that's already the top defense. So right now, when I have to assess our bar team, Lambs of Goodell, the weak spot for me is running back. And I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through the playoffs with Cordero Patterson, Leonard Fournette, and Antonio Gibson as my lead running backs. So as I said, let's uh, assess... The other teams that are probably down and out, and we'll see if we can help them out and in return if they can help us out. Team Boner Thumbs' running backs consist of Ezekiel Elliott, Alex Collins, uh, Naheem Hines, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So we got Ezekiel Elliott for Emily, Boner Thumbs. Uh, Publix Grocery Loss Prevention and the Fozzie Bears, I believe yeah 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 let me check we go back and check on it real quick yeah the Fozzie bears so we got Publix grocery loss prevention and the fozzy bears so the fozzy bears they have jd mckissick damian harris aaron jones all right so they got aaron jones who is currently inactive uh but should be back soon he has an mcl sprain uh so we could see him back in 12 that'd be nice i need to check that out so we got ezekiel elliott aaron jones all right jumping over to mcgillicuddy's Slammas. let's see what they have in running back jonathan taylor Ooh, he's been a stud all season man i might have to pull the trigger for jonathan taylor um yeah he really doesn't have joe mix he has joe mixon who has been, um, okay, okay. So he's got, McGillicuddy Hammer has some running backs here. Okay. All right, all right. I see McGillicuddy Hammer You have a lot what I need. We might come visit you. All right. And then Cody, public grocery loss prevention. He has Alvin Kamara, and that's probably going to be it as far as any running back I want. I don't know if you'd let go of Alvin Kamara in any trade. Uh, so we'll, we'll put that one on the back burner, but. It seems like McGillicuddy Hamaslamas, that's Seth, has Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon. And I think I could potentially, for Antonio Gibson and another good wide receiver, because he doesn't have the best wide receivers. He has Jarvis Landry and Jamison Crowder uh, starting. And as far as his bench, he has Van Jefferson. But that's, you know, he's been hit spotty. He's good, just not great, uh, especially when he's surrounded by tons of other talents on the Rams. Um, okay. All right. So uh, you've heard me think through this. So we have Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, or Joe Mixon. I feel like we could potentially work a good trade on. Um, I'm going to, I don't want to spend too much time just thinking about this and just talking out loud. I don't know if that makes for good podcast material or good watching material. Um, but, I think I'm going to make a move, and I will drop in next week how it plays out. Um, Daryl, do you have anyone on your team that you're willing to let go of? Uh, you are not doing too hot right now. And uh, I don't want to say I want to take advantage of your situation. But at the same time, like, let's make this a win-win. I can help you maybe get some players that can help you in the now all right. So joining us is uh, Daryl Rollo. Sorry. Uh, there's your mic. Hey, bud. Thank you for uh, joining us. Is this? Oh. No, it's Oh, you dabbed me. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Um, sorry, I didn't give you a chair or anything. It's all right. Um, you're. You know, it's a shame, and I talked about this at the top of the podcast. Um, it's that uh, you lost last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um,
0: had you won, you would have been tied with Joel, and so you would have been tied for third place in our division
1: oh wow so
0: theoretically you're still in this like you're not too many games out of potentially being in the playoffs right what about
1: sterling Shepard, dude
0: i don't need i don't need any wide receivers that's my problem so like right now i need running backs what about
1: saquon barkley okay so
0: yeah I, i'm i'm potentially interested in saquon so we'll add saquon to the list of potentials um he's been out though yeah
1: yeah he's just now coming back off ir
0: he's just now coming back off ir um, obviously I can't trade him now, uh, uh, but that would have been a good, like, probably sell high. Yeah. Or, or sell, it would have been a buy low in my mind just because he hasn't played at all, but right. you could have probably gotten some good pieces of them. Um, but I'll keep an eye on him because you do have Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah. All right. So would you be willing to let go of either one of those? Probably Saquon.
1: Saquon over Jacobs, but probably both. I uh-huh. mean, what's it going to hurt at this point?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm gonna—I don't want to collude or anything, but like if I win, I've already been pretty vocal about I'm gonna share everything, right? Okay. So this is a win-win, right? All right. All you right. know, you you win a little. Right. I win. Yeah. It's win-win, it's and that's that's what you want out of trades—is win-wins. And I'm not stopping anyone else from coming to the show and doing this, am right? I? No. So, um, as far as what you need, I'd feel like I'd—what would you want in return? I feel like I'd have to. Antonio Gibson's really the only running back I'd be willing to offer in any kind of trade right now. Um, Leonard Fournette and Cordero Patterson seem to be my only, like, key foundational pieces, and I don't think they're that great. I'm kind of looking to upgrade from one of these. But Antonio's been okay, you know. But I could do something like Antonio and T. Higgins or Dawson Knox. Do you need, like, a tight end?
1: I could use a tight end. Who
0: do you have as your tight end right now? Uh, Godard, I think. Ooh, Godard's actually putting up points, so... We've been watching him put up points just now. I
1: think I got go. Oh wait, look in there. Maybe I, uh, I don't see, remember who I got. Say, I don't know I got um, the tight end from uh, the Chargers. Oh Higby? Not Higby, oh, okay. the other one, Jared. Uh, Cook. Jared Cook. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my brain.
0: Yeah, Jared Cook. So you could use an upgraded tight end. Okay. Okay. So maybe I could get Saquon off you. Okay. All right. Well, tell you what, I, I don't want to, as I just mentioned, I don't want to propose any major trade right now, because I want to sit down and kind of look at who's going to have the better strength of schedule moving forward, whether it be Saquon or Ezekiel or Aaron Jones or Jonathan Taylor or Joe Mixon. Okay. Um, who do you think has the best strength of schedule the rest Ooh. of the season?
1: I'd have to look, dude. I'm not even up to date on that. Yeah. I um, Maybe I, the Bengals? Yeah, I don't check it too often. Joe you know, Mixon let maybe? Let's, uh, let's
0: go to this program that I use. I don't know. I Google searched it one time. Uh, who has the best strength of schedule for running backs moving forward? Ugh, it's a mess. No one particularly. But let's check with the New York Giants. So the New York Giants, they only really have one hard game against Miami as far as run defense goes. So, Saquon's on there. Yeah, you know, Saquon's an option. Saquon's an option. And more importantly, there's no buys. No buys going yeah. into that fast. You don't have to worry stretch. about buys. All right, man. Well, I, I don't want to commit you to anything, but uh, if you're interested in trading and willing to trade,
1: I'll trade. I don't make a lot of trades, Brian, but I'm willing to trade for you, buddy. I well, know. that's
0: you know let's let's make it a little interesting here at the end, you know. To, uh, uh, your your bartender Maxi seems to be on like a
1: an unstoppable, unstoppable winning path.
0: See, like you know, maybe we can stop him. I mean, I don't see them offering you any trades, right?
1: No, why would I'm they? trying to help
0: you out. I want you to get to the playoffs too, not right. to like necessarily take Joel's spot, right? But that's what you would do.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's between me and Joel.
0: Yeah, and it's really close, man. So don't so don't give up hope, man. Um, if you think Saquon's gonna be a good piece for you to get to the playoffs, you know, don't trade him. But I'll pitch you something, man.
1: Pitch me something. I'll pitch you something.
0: All right, cool, man. Well, um, I wish you the best of luck. I I hope you make the playoffs. You're not that far out of the picture, so.
1: All right. I'm uh, I'm gonna go check it out right now and see where I'm at. Thank you, friend. All right, bud.
0: <laughs> hopefully, I'll see you uh more uh, <laughs> in the fantasy regard. I know I'll see you as a person, but hopefully, we see you more in fantasy regards. Uh, thank you to Daryl, manager of Team Droller, for dropping in on us real quick there, uh, to give his thoughts. Um, yeah, so a little bit of collusion there, you know. Uh, who doesn't love a little bit of collusion? Um, we're gonna wrap things up here because again, you know, no Joel, no, no point in um stretching this out. But Joel said he would answer um answer a phone call if we called him. So we're going to try and get him on the line, and uh, we're going to see if he can give us his that is whack of the week. Now, normally we also do a defensive uh, pick of the week and a kicker pick of the week. Joel handles the defense, and this week he, or last week, he did really good by calling the Cowboys defense. Uh, and I, of course, picked Justin Tucker, who did fantastic. And this week I will continue to pick Justin Tucker as your kicker of the week. So if you have Justin Tucker, congratulations. If you don't, I'm sorry. Um, he's definitely not available on any waiver wire. So let's give Joel a call real quick, and we'll find out from him his that is whack of the week, that being what's something sad. I, I, I don't know if it's sad or anger-inducing. It's just something that's whack. So let's get Joel on the line. Yo! Hey, buddy. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Uh, thank you for calling in with us for just a moment. Uh, I hope the, the work atmosphere isn't too stressful on you. It's
2: just a lot of training right now. We're getting this whiskey and cigar bar open. It's going to be very, very exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'm super busy with it. It's going
0: it's, it's to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right, well, uh, it sounds fun. Um, it sounds really neat, actually. But we'll, we'll let you get back to that. But before we do, um, can you give us your that is whack of... Uh, this week or this past week going into week 11 here um, going into
2: week 11 my that is whack is going to be just basically the atlanta falcons team uh, i cannot believe that calvin really decides to sit and in my mind uh, kyle Pitts' targets are going to go up russell gage's targets are going to go up everybody should benefit off of that instead they've just imploded completely they ended up not even scoring a single point on thursday night they got dominated by the patriots uh and Jack jones looks like a against them it's absolutely mind-boggling so yeah if you have anybody from atlanta shit that's
0: whack man um that's that is true um atlanta is most certainly whack this past week uh we talked about that at the top of the podcast how it was really surprising that russell gage um didn't do anything for you and was actually that along with uh wilson probably the reason why you, you lost your um your fantasy man. matchup
2: Yes, it was uh, not a good week for me last week. Uh, definitely put me in the tight neck. I went from third place to sixth. So the the race for the playoffs is very tight. Uh, I'm terrified of Drollo creeping up in the bush, pushing me out of it. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then this week I'm playing the Carolina Manthers, and they have a very good team. So it's yeah. going to be a, a tight one for
0: me again. Carolina Manthers <laughs> has been sneaky good. Um, we actually talked with Daryl today about how – he is right on your heels, and had he won last week, y'all would have been tied. So yes. uh, he he knows what's at stake too. And you know, hey brother, I hate to say it, you know, there might be a trade on the table for him. You know, so I, I don't, I can't make any promises.
2: <laughs> how many uh, how many weeks do we have left till the trade deadline? I uh,
0: okay, so I I don't know if I mentioned this outright at the beginning of the podcast, but the trade deadline, I'm pretty sure is this thursday so thanksgiving so the trade deadline is this week
2: time to be making some moves and looking around sounds good
0: yeah man so i'm i'm gonna verify that before uh actually i'm gonna go ahead and verify that right now uh trade deadline november 26th yep so it's friday it's friday friday yeah right day after thanksgiving yep so, um, if you got a trade in mind, I encourage you to do it. But again, uh, we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, it'll give us something to talk about. But as for now, man, thank you for calling in. Uh, enjoy the rest of your actual work day.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can I give you my defensive pick of the week as oh, well? I,
0: I, yeah, yeah, no. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to have one. But yeah, your deep, my, my kicker of the week, of course, is Justin Tucker. What is your defensive pick of the week? <laughs> my
2: defensive pick of the week this week is actually, uh, they're playing the Giants on Monday night. Uh I, last time I picked the Giants just implode, they ended up shutting down Carolina. I think it was like twenty seven nothing. Uh when they beat Carolina they just absolutely destroyed them. I don't think they're gonna do that to Tom brady. Uh, I'm pretty sure that with how bad that team is just in general and their lack of options and weapons, uh, the Buccaneers' defense is going to be able to get them off the field quickly enough at top rate to just milk that clock. So my defense pick of the week is the Monday night game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Nice. Good pick. Good pick. I have Tampa Bay Thanks. in several leagues, so that's nice to hear. All right, dude.
2: Love you guys. Thank you so much for calling me, and happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. All right, bud? Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Peace. Uh, so that is, was Joel Talley. Um, he is the co-commissioner. He'll be back here next week. Hopefully you will join us. As I said, we are here every th- Sunday at 1230 during the 2021-22 fantasy football season and thus NFL season. Um, yeah, man, we have a good time here at Hideaway Den and Arcade. Great place. Good food. Tons of games and things to do other than pay attention to a fantasy football podcast show. Uh, I am Brian. This is the No Sports Podcast. You can follow us on any social media at no Sports Pod, and we're also available for download wherever you download your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in, subscribing, liking, listening. We hope to see you next week. Have a good one, and good luck.